Call me crazy, but I think the New Orleans Saints might be able to keep the momentum that they started to build against the Las Vegas Raiders going Monday night against the Baltimore Ravens. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on this crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, Ravens fans, Saints fans? We are here for you on this Locked On Podcast Network crossover Thursday, Locked On Ravens, Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering the Baltimore Ravens and the New Orleans Saints every single Monday through Friday. Proud part of that Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making our shows your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, we're free and available on all podcast apps and on YouTube as well today it is kevin ostriker over at locked on ravens ross jackson over at locked on saints bringing you everything you need to know about this new orleans saints baltimore ravens monday night football matchup we thank you very much for being here with us kevin before we start to break this down i want to tell the folks about prize picks right quick you mind if i tell the folks about prize picks right quick go ahead go do I it i gotta tell the folks about <laughs> prize picks right quick every single crossover thursday you hear here across the locked on podcast network is brought to you by our friends over at prize picks you can go ahead and check them out prize picks is so much fun and it is so easy to play you're not competing with other players it's just you versus the house and pro and all you have to do is beat projections effectively so you pick two to five players and you choose whether or not they're going to score higher or lower more or less than their prize picks projections you go up to 10 times your entry by getting those right uh, i could literally take you like 60 seconds like kevin just put his in while i was talking to you about all this <laughs> it's that easy we love prize picks we know that you will too first time listeners first time users you're going to be able to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 by using the promo code LOCKED ON. It's over at prizepicks.com or in the prizepicks app. Promo code LOCKED ON. Kevin, big time Monday night football matchup. The Baltimore Ravens traveling to New Orleans to take on the New Orleans Saints. Let's break it down, man. The biggest story for the Baltimore Ravens coming into this matchup. Yeah, Ross, it has to be Roquan Smith and the acquisition oh, of Roquan Smith. Now, it's expected he's going to make his debut on Monday. And Baltimore has had the, the mini buy to the max, I will say, because they played on yeah. Thursday night against Tampa. And then now they play Monday night against the Saints. So without a bye week, this is probably the, I think it is the most rest time you can have in between two games from Thursday to Monday. Smith is, you know, the reported acquisition is on Monday. It's made official on Tuesday. This is a player that's going to slot it on this defense. He can play next to Patrick Queen, play off a ton of really talented playmakers. And it is an all-in move for the Ravens that gave up a second-round pick, a fifth-round mm -hmm. pick, and also A.J. Klein is a little little sweetener in there as well. New Orleans Saints legend, yes, A.J. Klein. Yes, I was going to say. <laughs> so, yeah, you still have the Saints, Ravens, you had Ravens legend James Hurst over there in New Orleans. That's so, right. Cu couple of crossovers. But Roquan Smith, so many people are so excited. No, he's, he's not a wide receiver. He's not going to go out there and run a slant for the Ravens. That was a big talking point. Would they go out there and get a wide receiver? But Smith is somebody who was absolutely a needle mover and going up against the Saints offense that does have talented playmakers despite the injuries they've gone through this season. He's going to be a guy that I think makes an immediate impact, again, assuming he does play, but it feels like he probably will. Yeah, we're going to get to key matchups in a little bit as we break down the ones that can decide this game. But you have to imagine Roquan Smith versus Alvin Kamara, Roquan Smith versus Taysom Hill, and of course, Patrick Queen in the mix there too. Those second level players on that Baltimore Ravens defense 
which is what I think of when I think of the Baltimore Ravens. I think of second level players, right? Ray Lewis, so on and so forth. I mean, that's going to be a, a ton of fun to watch. The last time that these two players matched up, Roquan Smith and Alvin Kamara, it was back in 2020, week eight. Uh, I guess I, if I remember correctly, Roquan was injured during the uh, the playoff matchup, but he was targeted five times in coverage when he was the nearest defender to Alvin Kamara, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, allowing three catches for just one yard. So not too shabby, I would say, up against a guy that just like went off against the the uh, Las Vegas Raiders defense for sure. Um, you got to feel pretty comfortable. Do you feel better about that matchup now? Like, did you look at Alvin Kamara and then like kind of be worried about that at first? And then Roquan comes to town. And you're like, oh, okay, feel much better. But I think you always have to be worried about Kamara when he's on the field. I mean, sure. he, he is just that special of a town. And again, he didn't have any touchdowns going into last week. Absolutely just goes on a tear. A heater has three. So hopefully he got the heater out of the way last week and it'll be no touchdowns this week, at least from the Baltimore perspective. But I, I think Smith does make a difference and does make an impact. I mean, this is somebody who is one of the better coverage linebackers, one of the best mm-hmm. in the league, pursuit, sacks at his position. He does a lot. You know, he's someone who was a somewhat high risk, high reward player, but the chances that he takes, most of them do pay off. And he's someone who a lot of people are thinking heading into this week's matchup against the Saints. You can never have enough good football players on your team, right. especially for a defense that has actually started to find its stride in recent weeks. Everybody looks back to the week two Dolphins game where they allowed so many, you know, it was a 60 yard touchdown, 40 yard touchdown. They blow the 21 point lead. But Mike McDonald, who was a new, the new defensive coordinator over in Baltimore, I think he just needed some time to adjust to the NFL game. He was a defensive coordinator at Michigan coming over to the NFL. The college ranks and the NFL ranks pretty different overall. So now we've seen them start to start to really, I think, hit their stride. And I think Smith going into that defense again, it's a a position. Now you have Smith and Queen and Malik Harrison and Josh Bynes. So it adds not that Smith is a depth. He's a star, but he gives you more depth there. And he's able to do, I think, a lot of things. And and I think just a chess piece, especially for a guy like Kamara, you're going up against to himself as a chess piece. Yeah, absolutely. And and Roquan right now so far on the season has been targeted 30 times as the nearest defender, 20 catches, 202 yards, a touchdown, but he's got two interceptions and a pass breakup as well. The guy is just an absolute beast. Uh, 10.1 yards per catch allowed, though. So hopefully Alvin Kamara will be able to take advantage of that. All right. Biggest story for the New Orleans Saints is pretty simple. Or you're trying to see if you can continue or maybe build momentum off of the 24 to zero shutout that you just had of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, the Las Vegas Raiders defense is not equal to the Baltimore Ravens defense, but the New Orleans Saints offense has looked pretty good over the course of the past five games. They are up there in terms of yards, um, net yards uh, per average. They're up there in terms of total yards. They're, they're doing good work right now. So you just want to see them be able to build off of that. And honestly, I start to feel a little bit more confident about this New Orleans Saints team. And I think a lot of people will if that offense continues to produce against this Baltimore Ravens defense. The other side of that coin, though, are you going to be able to limit Lamar Jackson? But we'll get to that in, in, in key matchups. Have you, what have you seen from this New Orleans Saints offense that might be a little problematic or could potentially be something that challenges that Baltimore Ravens defense? Yeah, well, I think one thing you have to look at for the Ravens defense is consistency and mm-hmm. Being able to adjust, I think a big part for me is the Saints can do so many different things. Again, even with the injuries they have had, and I'll continue right. saying this throughout the show, is they can do so much to confuse a defense, to get guys in positions, to make big plays. Mm-hmm. And I think a big thing of or a big thing that Baltimore's done this season is they have tried their hardest to limit those big plays, keep everything in front of them, 
Now the Dolphins game, we're just going to throw that one out. It's a different story. We're not going. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that one because they did not do a good job in that game. But we're seeing the NFL shift to some of these these two high looks across the yep. league, and that is a big proponent of just keeping things in front of you. And we saw, like, even going back to last year, a lot of people pegged the Ravens' defense as like a bend don't break unit, where they will give up some short stuff that let you go down the field a little bit, but then right at the twenty yard line, once you hit the red zone it's going to be big for them to get that stop and force mm-hmm. the Saints, in this case, into a kick. And my philosophy, I've said it multiple times, if, if you can hold an opposing offense to a kick every possession, so a punt or a field goal, mm-hmm. with the offense that you have in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, you should be able to win the game. So even if you give, if you give up a ton of yards to Kamara, if you give up yards to Andy Dalton, and Andy Dalton, by the way, is, is the Ravens' kryptonite dating back to Cincinnati. I mean, he, <laughs> he had these, these wonder crazy like wonder boy games where you would think oh andy dalton this is going to be it's going to be easier than people think and then all of a sudden he goes off for like 300 yards him and aj green were just mm-hmm. oh man back in those days so we always got to worry about andy dalton over here in baltimore but if well, they hopefully. can keep no if they can keep the big plays in front of him i think it'll be really good for sure hopefully they uh the uh andy dalton and, and chris olave can continue the tradition <laughs> no uh, <laughs> when it comes down to it kevin and i are gonna break down some key matchups what are the matchups that you need to be watching that could decide this game monday night we're gonna break that down for you as we continue on with this crossover thursday edition of locked on ravens and locked on saints before we get to that it's blue nile man if you have uh, maybe an engagement ring, right? You got you you got a you got a sweetheart in your life that you're ready to take the next step with, and you want to make sure that you're getting the right look for that special person, something as beautiful as they are. Well, Blue Nile is absolutely the place that you should go. The original online jeweler, Blue Nile, offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and prices that are, uh, let's just say, significantly below your traditional retailers. They have helped millions of people create the perfect engagement ring. Uh, you look for a tennis bracelet for your mom for Christmas, something like that, like nice gifts, moments that you want to make sparkle. Blue Nile helps you get it done with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. All of their orders are also insured. They ship free and in discreet packaging, so they don't give away the surprise that's inside. And they also over- offer that overnight shipping just in case you don't watch this episode until two days before Christmas. Just saying. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code Locked On. To save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more, that's B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com, promo code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more, BlueNile.com, promo code locked on. All right, everybody, we are continuing on with this crossover Thursday Locked On Ravens host. Kevin Ostrecker is here, Locked On Saints host. Ross Jackson is me, and we're here breaking all of this down. What are the key matchups that you need to be watching that could decide this Monday night football game? We're going to break that down here in just a second. We appreciate you, as always, for making Locked On Ravens, Locked On Saints your first listen of the day. For your second listen, make sure you're also checking out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts giving you the insight that only Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports today, available on this app, wherever you're listening, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Kevin, if there was one matchup in this Monday night game that you're going to be watching out for that could potentially decide the way that this game goes, what matchup are you watching most closely? Man, just one. I feel like for me, 
It has to be with Rashad Bateman, that injury being a little more serious than the Ravens mm-hmm. anticipated. Mm-hmm. He's going to be likely out for this game. I think Devin Duvernay versus the Saints corners is going to be a really oh, big one sure. to watch because of the fact that, look, we, we know what Lamar Jackson is as a passer. He's a very good passer. And, but over the past month or so, hasn't been, I think, like the first three weeks of the year. Like we were talking Lamar Jackson MVP conversation for those yep. first three weeks. But then he kind of tapered off a little bit. But a lot of the hope and optimism in Baltimore comes from, one, the fact that they've strung out two straight wins here. But two, mm-hmm. the second half offense just looks so much better and so much different where they actually embrace the ground game with the hints of the passing game in there. And I think it'll be more of a balanced effort where the first half it was just seeing the Bucks secondary is riddled with injury. So they were uh-huh. trying to figure out where could they exploit the Bucks defense? Could they get something going? They could not. So they adjusted. But Devin Duvernay can impact the game as a wide receiver. He can impact the game as a runner. He can impact the game as a returner, one of the best in the business there. So him going up against these Saints cornerbacks, you, you have talented guys there, even in the potential absence of Marshawn Lattimore. You have to be able to throw the football. And for a Ravens team to not go out there and get a wide receiver, now with Bateman out, everybody has to move up a step on the ladder, a rung on the ladder. And Duvernay does become your number one wide receiver. He's been great this year, ebbing the Baltimore envision in more when they trust in those wide receivers to go out there and perform and not sign a veteran. Even they only really signed to Marcus Robinson. That, that's another guy, mm-hmm. I guess. But Devin Duvernay is now their de facto number one wide receiver until Bateman comes back. The offense runs through Mark Andrews, the pass offense, but we don't know if he's going to be out there after sh- suffering a shoulder injury. So Devin Duvernay for me versus the Saints corners is big because he's been so good this year. And if he's if he gets shut down, then someone else would have to step up. And, and we don't know who that would be yet, but maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. I love this. The, the Baltimore Ravens, we talked about this on draft night, right? Like, or, or all throughout draft weekend, that the Baltimore Ravens draft every wide receiver that I just fall in love with. Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, <laughs> James Prochet. I love these guys coming in. And so, yeah, I, I look at maybe like Devin Duvernay, some Saints fans and some folks might look at that and say, ah, it's Devin Duvernay. I'm looking at it like, oh, that's Devin Duvernay. Like, <laughs> like right. I'm still treating him with X receiver, wide receiver one respect because he can do so many different things. And because of how versatile this Baltimore Ravens offense is, he's going to line up all over the place. He's going to be everywhere. He's going to get matched up on guys that he shouldn't be matched up on. Like they're going to know what they're doing over in Baltimore in terms of moving him around in those chess pieces there. And you've got two young, young, young corners. You have a second year guy in Paulson Adebo who had a fantastic rookie season, kind of hit a little bit of a sophomore slump to start this season, looking a little bit better after this Baltimore, Ra- excuse me, after this Las Vegas Raiders game. And then uh, Alante Taylor, the rookie second round selection out of Tennessee has looked awesome through three games so far, but got to keep it going for sure. We talked about Roquan and Alvin. We talked about that matchup. We, we, we don't get to speak on uh, Rashad Bateman and Marshawn Lattimore <laughs> for this weekend. I know we were both really looking forward to that one. So then I think that my other matchup that I'm watching is Lamar Jackson versus the entire New Orleans Saints defense. Because Lamar Jackson forces you as an entire New Orleans Saints defense to watch for what he's doing. He himself creates conflict defenders. He puts these guys over on the edge where am I going to hold contain or am I watching for the RPO or the, the, you know, the, the zone read or the, the zone read handoff, all these other things. So you, you put when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, it makes you play that sort of it's becoming a cliche these days with the 11 on 11 football. It means that everyone, in terms of eye discipline, which is something that the Saints have struggled with on the defensive side, it challenges all of that. So it's going to be tough for the New Orleans Saints to get it done. I don't know how they're going to approach it. Uh, so many teams have approached it different ways. Zone heavy, 
uh, with a lot of blitzing. Sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. Uh, zone heavy with no blitzing, sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. Uh, spies with man everywhere else, sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. The Saints have a lot of athleticism on their second level. So I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of mush rush with the defensive line and then maybe go three safety a lot, get guys like Demario Davis, Pete Werner, Justin Evans, Tyron Matthew, and Marcus May all on the field together and then have those two corners on the outside. I wouldn't be surprised if they go that route uh, or if they even go bare down on the defensive line to get an extra defensive lineman up there since... Lamar Jackson likes to do so much right up the middle or Baltimore likes to do so much with him right up the middle. He's such a challenge, Kevin. Like, what do you do to slot? What, what does work against Lamar Jackson? Yeah, it, it can be tough, but I think it for him, it's just getting him out of a rhythm. I think mm-hmm. when he isn't in a rhythm, sometimes it can be hard for him to find it. And, and not all the time. Like he is someone who like, you know, just like that can turn it on and be really great. But right. it does depend. I mean, he's been, he's been pretty good against the blitz this year. I mean, at least compared to what happened last year, especially in that Miami game. Yeah. on Thursday Night Football, which was pretty much the beginning of the end of Baltimore's season. Mm-hmm. But then Miami starts to blitz him a ton in there. Well, it was a loss again in week two, but he he, he beats it. He was great against yeah, it. Yeah, he was but great against the blitz. Being able to get him out of a rhythm, getting the Ravens into... It, it's almost like making the Ravens beat themselves because yeah. they, they have done that multiple times before. Now it, it comes down to penalties and comes down to little mistakes here and there. But I think with Lamar Jackson... He's just such a hard guy to stop in so many ways because we've seen the improvements as a runner, as a passer, and and particularly with passing, I think he has become a better decision maker. There have been times this year where the decisions have not been great, especially, you know, you go back to week six against the Giants on that Mm -hmm. play with the bad snap, and instead of just throwing it away, which, you know, I think a lot of quarterbacks would have done, he throws it into double coverage to Patrick Ricard as fullback, and that ends up being an interception, and the Ravens lose the game off. So... Saints fans, Saints fans just had flashbacks of Drew Brees throwing an interception to a fullback <laughs> down the left sideline on a vertical. Uh, like everyone was like, "What's going on?" Right. Oh my god. It, it is crazy <laughs> though because the way that he's evolved as a passer has been so amazing to watch. But I do think getting him out of a rhythm and also just getting the Ravens defense into second and long, third and longs mm-hmm. is is going to be the best thing for them. But when the Ravens are in those like third and five, third and four. As you mentioned Lamar up the middle, the Ravens love to use those motions across, you know, the, they'll motion Devin DuVernay across. Yeah, it, yeah. it used to be J.K. Dobbins, but Dobbins mm-hmm. obviously on injured reserve right now. But they motion DuVernay across, they do the fake low handoff, and then Lamar Jackson just sprints up the middle. Boom. And it, literally every time it's either a first down or a touchdown because he is just so dynamic with the football in his hands. So in order to stop Lamar Jackson, it's going to be a tough task. It is possible, but it, it is a hard one. I just realized the marquee matchup here is Lamar Jackson versus Taysom Hill. Which play <laughs> is going to be more unstoppable? Taysom Hill's QB power or uh, Lamar Jackson and the the zone read up the middle uh, or the play action up the middle? Uh, this is these. This is why you come to the Lockdown Podcast Network because we give you that good, good. All right. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at predictions. Kevin's going to make his about how, the, how he thinks this game is going to go. I'm going to make mine about how I think this game is going to go, and then we'll recap all of it. A couple of matchups that we didn't get an opportunity to touch on, Chris Olave versus the secondary in Baltimore, Taysom Hill versus the second level in Baltimore, all of that. You're going to be able to get more of that on Locked on Saints and Locked on Ravens in our Friday episodes as we break down this matchup further. And I guess we get Monday, too, to break it down even further (laughs) as well. So we'll get to all of that as we continue on throughout the week. But coming up next, our predictions. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, our number one source for 
all online sports wagering and, of course, our exclusive online sports wagering partners here at the Lockdown Podcast Network as well. Right now, the 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 line is closing a little bit. Open this three and a half early on in the uh, early on in the week. I guess a lot of folks started to bet the Saints in that case with being the home team at more than three points. An underdog now two and a half points separates the two with the Ravens being the favorite. So if you like the Ravens in this matchup, if you like the Saints in this matchup, if you like the Saints against the spread, you can go and check it out. Remember, the Saints only have one win so far this season when they are home dogs. And that just happened this past week. And home field advantage has been a little shaky in New Orleans. So just some things to consider so that you can run up the money in the Baltimore Ravens. And then hopefully that makes the New Orleans Saints win. I don't know. We'll see how it all goes. But you can check that out over on Bet Online. Uh, they've got NFL, NBA, MLB. Uh, I'm sure they'll have pickleball eventually, but they've also got things like esports and uh, uh, golf, a whole bunch of stuff you can check out. So go check them out today. Bet Online, where the game starts. everybody we are wrapping up this episode of locked on ravens locked on saints crossover thursday thanks so much for being here kevin ostrek our host of locked on ravens what is your prediction for this matchup yeah this is one where well, honestly you know we're talking about matchups in the last segment i wish we were able to see marcus williams go up against the saints oh that's, we don't get the marcus one. williams revenge game darn i'm so disappointed oh it, my it, goodness it's, it's, he, and he, he was balling out in Baltimore, by the way. He was a phenomenal Oh, yeah. He as, you great. Know, as you know, yeah. he's, he's a phenomenal player. But my yeah. prediction in this one, they'll win for Marcus. They will say, you're not, you're, not able, not, you're not able to go out there. We will go get this win for you. So I'm going to say Ravens win here. I think that with the momentum they have built over these past two games, this is their first win or loss streak of the year. Before they had flipped, it was win-loss, 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 win, and then finally they get another win. Mm. So I'm going to say that this is a... I always, I always say it's a closer game than people anticipate. I do think it will be. I'll say the Ravens win this one 30-24. Oh. And so more of a high-scoring game than maybe some people think, but I think the Baltimore offense really did hit their stride. I think that the Saints offense can do some stuff against this Baltimore defense, but if the Ravens defense adjusts, then I think it could be more of a blowout in Baltimore's favor. But I think the Saints are a talented team, and the Saints defense also has some talented players on it. So... I'll go 30 to 24 Ravens. I think Lamar will have a good game in this one and the Ravens will be a more balanced offense. And I mm-hmm. think that'll work in their favor. I, I, I try to be very, very um, objective on this show. And I, I choose the Saints to lose when I think that they will. I choose the Saints to win when I think that they, that they will. Um, today, I'm going to choose the Saints to win because I think that they can. So it's a little bit of a different designation, a little bit of a different approach for me than usual. I think if the Ravens win, it's like 23 to 10. Like it's a, it's just a, they just march in, march out, everybody goes home. But I think that the New Orleans Saints can win this game. I think that the New Orleans Saints need to win this game. And I think that's a deciding factor for them because it's different. It's not that they need to win because of desperation. It's that they had such an impressive showing last week that this is probably the most that they believed in themselves since week two after the 16 point comeback at Atlanta. And they get to go back to back at home. And the home field advantage last week was outstanding. So I, I'm going to take the Saints to actually win this week. And I, I surprised myself because I haven't, fo- I haven't changed any of my preseason predictions so far in terms of the way that I picked the season so far. This is the first time that I'm changing one of my preseason predictions. I'm going to take the New Orleans Saints to win, but it's going to be like 24-21. Like it's a last second field goal. 
Now, this would be a big thing for Will Lutz, who's missed five field goals already this season, which is tied for his second career. It's like second highest total in his career. Maybe Justin Tucker misses another field goal uh, instead of an extra point. Sorry to, sorry to bring that up. But, you know, like these are the things that have to go right for the Saints in order for them to win this game, though. And I think somehow, some way, they will find a way for all the things to go right and they'll execute. And maybe it's the Ravens that are shooting themselves in the foot for a change against the Saints when the Saints have been the team usually shooting themselves in the foot. I know usually so far this season when the Ravens have lost, it's because they've shot themselves in the foot. I think the Saints need that luck to go that way as well. So I'm going 24-21 in favor of the New Orleans Saints, shocking even myself. All right, let's wrap this up with a quick recap. Biggest story for those Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for Roquan Smith. I think that he's going to be able to make an impact again, assuming he does play. But this is this is the type of game. It's prime time. It's Monday night under the lights. This is actually Baltimore's final prime time game of the season, barring any any late season flexes, right. which maybe we'll, we will see. But Baltimore back to back prime time games going for three straight wins It's funny, Ross. You talk about the momentum aspect of things and how the Saints again, they got that win. You know, they, they're believing in themselves. So it was the same thing for Baltimore mm-hmm. last week. They beat Cleveland after stuff went wrong. Justice Hill yeah. fumbled deep in Cleveland territory and gave the Browns a shot to win the game. And you're thinking, oh, like here we go again. They're going to lose. But they win. They, they pull it out. And so that was a big momentum step for them. And I think it helped them beat Tampa Bay even after a slow start. So yeah. with New Orleans, I think you go in with that same mindset. But adding a player like Roquan Smith to this defense that is already finding it stride, I think so is such, it's such a big so thing. Good. And while, again, wide receiver was... A very big talking point trade-wise, just as it was in free agency, adding somebody, a veteran. It didn't happen either way, but adding Smith to your defense just makes it so much better. Yeah, absolutely. For the New Orleans Saints, biggest story, simple. You're trying to keep the momentum going. You're in the only division in the NFL that doesn't have a team with a winning record. You're in striking distance still, even though you're three and five, and usually you'd be starting to get counted out at week nine. Saints want to keep themselves alive there. And by the way, you're also looking at healthier over the course of this week. Will Adam Troutman be available? Will Jar- Jarvis Landry be available? Those are going to be names to watch out for. Key matchups for the Saints side. I think it's all about Lamar Jackson up against that New Orleans Saints defense. Can the Saints defense find a way to put a cap on what Lamar Jackson is able to do? He's one of those players that I'll use the old cliche. You don't stop him, but you got to try to limit him. So that's exactly where I think the Saints go there. From your perspective, the best big matchup that you're watching. It got to be Devin Duvernay for me against the Saints corners. And I know we talked a bit about that Lamar Jackson key versus Taysom Hill key. But oh, that's a great one. Taysom, Taysom Hill is not a budget Lamar Jackson. I will end with that one. You're right. Lamar Jackson is a budget taste. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm joking. I, I couldn't even finish it. I won't even make that joke. I won't even make that joke. Lamar Jackson is like one of my favorite players in the entire league. I could not possibly make that joke. Uh, and then when it comes to predictions, uh, Kevin's got the Baltimore Ravens 30 to 20. What was it? 30 to... 24? 30, 30, 24, yep. 30, 24. Okay, great. And then I've got the Saints 24-21, Will Lutz being the difference there and that foot. Kevin, such a pleasure. Always a pleasure to be able to speak with you. Make sure you're all checking out uh, Locked on Ravens, Locked on Saints here throughout the rest of the week, Friday and Monday to get you ready for Monday night's kickoff of the Baltimore Ravens coming to town to take on the New Orleans Saints. We appreciate you very much. As always, make it Locked on Ravens, Locked on Saints, your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to go and check out that Locked on Sports Today podcast, everything you need from around the world of sports, biggest stories, best breakdowns, take of the day. You find on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. For Kevin Ostriker, I am Ross Jackson. Thank you very much for joining us here, and we hope that you'll keep it locked here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day.